I think many people when they look at this would would assume that easy decisions means like you said the action that goes with those decisions right but yeah, I get what you're saying. I live in a household where my kids decide all the time to be good my, my <laughs> wife decides to follow your program every day that doesn't mean they actually do it and they don't get the reward for making the decision I'm sorry. This is not overthinking anything. Nobody gets credit for making a decision. They only get credit for following through and doing the decision. <laughs> I decided when I was a young kid, I wasn't going to drink alcohol. Well, that's great. You know what? The action of me being drunk all the time kind of outweighs that decision. Of course, <laughs> I choose not to be drunk all the time as I drink my a and W root beer, not the course, whatever you thought it was. Yeah. Well, good morning. Hello, Cameron. How are you this morning? Doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. This, this is all just fake because we've already been talking for the last 10 minutes, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, but we're really authentic in our fakeness. Yes, we want to make sure we're authentic in our fakeness. Good morning, right. as if we just now saw each other. Yeah, we've been. Well, you know what? Actually, I take it back. I take everything I said back. It wasn't true. It's not a good morning. <laughs> it's always a good morning. You're, is yeah. that A&W root beer, Cameron? Let's be it clear. It is A&W root beer. It's my favorite root beer. Because okay. it's looked like the same color as a Coors can. Not that I would know the differences in different beer cans, but, you know, really? just want to make sure. Really? This like Coors? Q well, when you, with, your big, with your big giant hand over it, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes like it look beer. like a mini can. That's it's right. a shot can. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, it looks like Shaq drinking a <laughs> drinking, That's drink, fun. drinking a can. Yeah. So here's where we're gonna do what we're gonna do today. I'll just start because I saw yeah. a picture, and you want to you can pull the picture up as as I talk if you want. I saw this picture, sure. and I liked it because it said here's. The, the caption with it said, here's the picture I showed my kids today. And I thought it was pretty good, right? It was, you can see that it's easy decisions as a child will slide you down into this, into this gully where it becomes a lot harder to climb up to an, what they call an easy life. Now, I'd, I'd probably change that easy life to something else, but let's not talk, let's not do that just yet. Because there's, I don't think there is any such thing as a real easy life. <laughs> yeah, but it got me to thinking about where I, where, where I went with this was that, as parents raising kids, if we take the easy way out when it comes to our kids, we're going to slide down into this chasm where we've got to work a lot harder to help our kids get where they need to get, and us. Right. My, I guess my point being, it's going to be hard raising kids either way. Even if you, even if you, uh, you got to choose your hard. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Right. And let me let me give you an example. So pull that pull that picture down, Cameron. And maybe this will 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 do a uh, because just recently I was chatting with a parent who had a little girl who was very, very, very challenging. And this little girl, here was their biggest challenge. Okay, I talked to the mom and dad, and they said she will not put her clothes on 
to go to church and for school. Or, I'm sorry, to go to school. And she fights this and argues with this and fights this with every stinking morning. It's like this big, nasty fight. And then by the time we finally get her, force her to put her clothes on, she's mad and my wife is mad and I'm leaving for work mad. And then I get to work late and she's late for school and my wife is ticked off and it ruins our day. Right. And I said, you know what? I might have a strategy that works. Right. And so I have a son that's been diagnosed with oppositional defiance disorder. And I worked on a strategy for about a year. I mean, I really worked on creating something to help me manage that part of him. Yeah. Uh, he was so bad. I would ask him if he wants to do things that he liked. And he would say, no, I would say, Hey, Eric, let's go get ice cream. And he would say, no. And I'd be like, why would he say no? He loves ice cream. Right. And so I had to really figure out how to work with him to work within the, the parameters that he needed to get him to accomplish things in a reasonable amount of time. Right. And so I did a lot of work and I created this strategy and my strategy worked tremendously well with my son. And so I shared this strategy with mom and dad. And I said, here are the steps. Here's how you do it. Follow these steps, right? You know, my cost formula. What's the challenge? What's the objective? What's the strategy? The tactics. I said, follow these tactics to the letter and see what happens. Well, in response, the dad says, you know what? I'm the dad. It's my house. That's it sounds like a lot of work. First of all, it sounds like a lot of work. And I said, well, it sounds like you're spending about an hour fighting every morning. That sounds like a lot of work, too. I said, try this work instead. It's still work. But try this work and see if it works better than that work, because <laughs> right now you're working like a maniac and you're failing and you're mad and your wife's mad and your daughter's mad and you're late to work. Your daughter's late to school. Your wife is upset. I said, that's work. I said, what I'm proposing is different work. And so in response, he said to me, you know what? I'm the dad. She's the daughter. She's going to do what I say as long as she lives in my home. And I said, how's that working out for you? And immediately he realized that attitude was getting him nowhere. And he had to either, he was either going to keep doing the same things he's always done and be mad, his wife mad, his daughter mad, and fight for an hour every morning, or try this and see, just see what happened. Try these tactics. Well, the very next day, he calls on my hotline. I have this little phone hotline where people can leave messages. And it's pretty early in the morning, and I could hear his voice. In his voice, he was really excited. And he said, you can't believe it, Kyle. It took about, we followed the tactics. It took about 20 minutes. She's happy, my daughter. My wife is happy. I'm on my way to work on time. And it worked. And it, it's work, but it's, it's different work. It's work that actually gets us to the objective we want instead of just screaming and yelling and fighting and angry, right? Yeah. And so as I, as I looked at this little picture, Right. It reminded me of that specific event, which is some you're going to work either way. Right. You're going to you're either going to work hard and be angry and frustrated and discouraged, or you're going to have a plan that's going to get you the objective you want. And you're going to work happily and joyfully. And it's going to long term be better for you 
for your kids, for your wife, your spouse, all those people, right? And it'll keep you in a better spirit as you do things, right? So, so in that picture, it says easy life at the top. And yeah. I don't really think that's a good representation of what life is. Because if you're after an easy life, then you're not in the you're in the wrong game. Yeah. <laughs> right. This life that we live in right now. I don't know that an easy life is ever going to be accomplished. There's always going to be challenges and difficulties and struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that does a good job of saying making doing the right kind of work is going to lead you to uh, better outcomes and better results and a more loving kind world, you're still going to have challenges. Sure. But making, but just doing things by default, which in my mind is easy decisions is going to make it twice as hard. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be angry. You're going to be, you're going to be climbing upside down, right. To try to get out of the hole that has been developed because you're not doing the right kind of work. Does that make sense? It does to me. Um, Let's give Tell a shout out. Okay, yeah. so let's give a shout out to. It says at visually needed. That's okay. the little thing on there. Whoever that person is, great. I love this simple. It's so simple. I love the representation. Yeah. That's that. That is that simple. So my problem with uh, this image is actually hard decisions versus easy decisions. Which is funny because you you picked up on easy life is not necessarily what we're going for. That's the wrong game. But uh, making decisions, that doesn't do anything. My favorite little example that I use uh, way too often, I'm sure my kids and employees are sick of it, is like, all right, two or three frogs are sitting on a log. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are left on the log? And, you know, they're like, two? I'm like, no, three. Three frogs are sitting on a log. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are left on the log? They say two. I'm like, no. Because making a decision doesn't cause anything to happen. You have to act. <laughs> you have to choose to get engaged. And so yeah. I, I love that. And so for me, if I was going to change this, I would say doing hard things versus doing easy things. That that and then, in, in, that indicates action. Yeah, that's a great distinction. I think you're an overthinker. We've talked about yes, this. I I don't know about overthinker, but I am a thinker. But and I'm a thinker too. But I'm a simple-minded thinker. Maybe that's maybe that's the difference. So, I think many people when they look at this would would assume that easy decisions means, like you said, the action that goes with those decisions, right? But yeah, I get what you're saying. I live in a household where my kids decide all the time to be good. My, my <laughs> wife decides to follow your program every day. That doesn't mean they actually do it. And they don't get the reward for making the decision. I'm sorry. This is not overthinking anything. Nobody gets credit for making a decision. They only get credit for following through and doing the decision. I decided when I was a young kid, I wasn't going to drink alcohol. Well, that's great. You know what? The action of me being drunk all the time kind of outweighs that decision. Of course, <laughs> I choose not to be drunk all the time as I drink my A&W root beer, not the Coors, whatever you thought it was. Yeah. 
You know what, Cameron? I appreciate that because you and you're you've just identified a distinction for me, which is people. It's intentions, right? We all have the yeah. best intentions, right? And I think I think this we're we're barking up the same tree here. You know, one of the things in my program that's really that I think is interesting is people read. You have to take action in my program. And by action, I mean, you have to sit down and you have to think through and write out some things, right? It's kind of required that you write out things because that is an action step, right? And it requires you to think and take that action and then go back and review, right? And, and And here's what I would suggest is the reason why I do it the way I do in my program is we've all read hundreds of books probably, and we all know what we should do, right? Can we do it when we're supposed to do it, when times get harder, when difficulties arise, right? Can we, and do we do it? Do we take those correct actions, right? Right. Uh, I was, uh, I was at the basketball court last night at the Y and I shoot a lot. I I shoot almost every night. I probably take 500 shots a night for no other reason than it's my exercise. Okay. I love to shoot the basketball. I love the feel. I love the sound of it going through the net without even hitting the rim. I like the, right. I, I just love that. That whole thing is my thing. Right. And because I shoot so often, I'm reasonably good at it. And by reasonably good at it, I mean to a point where people go, people that are basketball players will say, come up to me and say, holy crap, you're a good shooter. Right? And I'll say, hey, thanks. And occasionally one might even say, how do I shoot like that? Right? And I can identify the steps for them pretty quickly. And not only can I identify the steps for them, I can identify the steps and show them what to do right now. They're at the gym with me. They're in the same gym. And they could start that moment. And 99% of the time, they don't. (laughs) They go back to what they were doing. Now, here's what's interesting. One kid did. Right after we talked, I watched him and he went over and he started doing what I said to do. Just basic stuff, not nothing crazy, still fun. And a couple of weeks later, I saw him again and he said, you got, I can't tell you how much better of a shooter I am already. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I'm, the simple little things you told me are working. And my coach is like, you've been practicing. I've always been practicing, but I haven't been practicing on the exact right stuff, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. interesting. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's very, very simple. But nobody wants to do the very, very simple things in that moment sometimes, right? right? Nobody wants to do the right work. Everybody thinks about going to the gym and shooting a thousand shots, you're practicing. Well, practice doesn't make perfect. It makes perfect. perfect. Practice. Yes. Perfect practice makes perfect, right? Okay. Yep. And what I'm saying is, yeah, if you're if you're gonna if you wanna if you wanna do something, you should do it as correctly as you can. Again, nobody's going to be perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, even even with nobody guarding me, I'll never shoot better than 80% just because of the variables in life, right? Sure. But 
80% to most people when they're watching me is like, holy crap, this old man can shoot. What yeah. the, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and people stop I, regularly once a week or so, somebody will walk over to me and just fist bump me. And I know what it means, right? They're, they're seeing me shoot and they're like, this dude can shoot, right? So, and the, the, the point is the right, it takes the right work, right? And we're still never going to be perfect, you know? I mean, we're still going to, but I think, I think, can, are you willing to do it and can you do it? And are you willing to do it when you're supposed to do it, even if it's not the funnest thing or the easiest thing or the most glamorous thing or, right? All those things right. that don't, that don't give you that feeling, so to speak. So, uh, and I heard a, I heard a um, definition of character from Hiram W. Smith, and it might be like he, he was quoting someone else. So maybe he was quoting Stephen R. Covey, because this sounds like a Stephen R. Covey thing. But he right. said that character, by definition, is the ability to act after the emotion, which or to act upon a decision after the emotion that caused you to make that decision has passed. Hmm. And I, I, you know, it stuck with me. I, I'm a big fan of Hiram W. Smith, just so you know. I, I enjoy his style of teaching. I love the things that he teaches. I also enjoy Frank, uh, Stephen R. Covey. But uh, when I was younger, I think I was probably 21, maybe 22, when I uh, heard that. I, it, it made me think about how hard it is for me to continue to follow through after the emotion that caused me to make the decision is there. But more importantly for me, after another emotion is introduced. Mm. So it's not that the original emotion fades. I still want to be healthy, but it's the other emotion that gets in the way of wanting that, whatever it is for me at stake. I don't care about ice cream, but you get, you know, I'd rather have another sandwich than a piece of cake. I would rather have a steak over ice cream. So right. for me, it's that. So I've, while you've been talking, I've been drawing a little bit. And so let me share, show this with you. And let's, let's get this looking the way that we can agree upon. Okay. <laughs> we might never agree upon something, right? Act. Yeah. So you do have to decide. And I think yeah. maybe we should have a, like a planning session uh, in there, uh, you know, before we get to that part, maybe, you know, cause you're right. You, you kind of need a plan. Even, even if you don't have a plan, even if you act, you can, you can, the action alone will give you feedback. Correct. Yeah. And we got to pay attention to our outcomes. Right. And so maybe, yeah, maybe as you're acting, Maybe as you're acting, you're paying attention to the outcomes and adjusting your action, right? So, <laughs> right, because you can act, for instance, you know, let's go back to basketball. The kid that I told how to do it, he could continue to do what he was doing. He's taking action. He's practicing, mm -hmm. right? He's just practicing on what he's already doing and, you know, that may not 
that and if he doesn't adjust to the fact that he's not getting the outcome he wants right and let me let me maybe i can describe this <laughs>